0: This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Is
1: this our first newscast? It is. Oh, no. Why start now? Uh, well, we need some content for the <laughs> podcast, my bro. Oh.
0: Part of my tough stance on immigration, Taco Tuesday, will be changed to Pizza Put Thursday. Hi. Hey. I like pizza
1: pizza but thursday you sons of bitches yeah you know who you are um this is weird (laughs) pete davidson
2: oh uh, ooh, creepy creeper
1: oh you don't like him he's
2: got weird eyes but he's funny he's great at the roast i love him at the roast that
0: kim kardashian is so sexy her butt is like a big
3: mountain of pudding.
1: Well, him and Kim K. have been kicking it, dude. (laughs) I'm
3: a real person inside. Not just a big butt.
1: I didn't know
2: he peed on people.
1: Um, So, apparently, after they shared the kiss on SNL, that was (laughs) it. Uh, Kim K. is intrigued by Pete Davidson. (laughs) So, he arranged a private rooftop dinner. Oh, Yep. Uh, uh in Staten Island, the romantic dinner went down at Campania's Tuesday night, which is a coal-fired pizza spot known for their slices and their pasta. Kim Kardashian, don't eat no carbs.
2: His his uh eyes make him look uh ill or something. You know like black rings around his eyes. It's like a he's weird He's got
1: allergies or something?
2: Oh. No, no, it's more than that.
1: He's tired. <laughs>
2: Uh whatever. I, I think it's a like a vitamin D deficiency or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh,
1: according to TMZ, dun, dun, dun.
2: I don't j- dislike him. He just the combo here is very strange.
1: Very strange.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but then again, remember, isn't her sister dating Travis Barker? Also, a strange com- combo. Right. So whatever. Maybe now they're into weird dudes. According to TMZ. Dun, dun, dun. The sneaky and confusing pair. I don't think exactly.
2: I, want, I don't want Kanye's sloppy seconds.
1: Oh wait, Yee.
2: Oh sorry, I screwed that up.
1: Uh they entered the back door of the restaurant.
2: Yeah. Nice, go, nice go, code. Go ahead. <laughs> He's totally bouting her.
1: <laughs> they didn't have any security with him. They were they quietly were able to sneak in and out. It was just the two of them. Well, I mean, won't
2: Awful. a comedian like Pete won't he see through crap. Though the drama of the Kardashians, she's like, Are you kidding me? I'm out of here. Unless he likes big boobs.
1: But Kim, I mean, Kim's not an idiot.
2: I'm going to drink through this entire newscast. Do you mind?
1: She's pretty bright. Uh, As much as I hate to say it, are you going to law school? No, you ain't. I'm so shut a, up. I'm
2: having a cocktail. Yeah, at eight
1: in the morning. So <laughs> I don't think you're in a position to judge anybody I'm, here. I'm
2: joining the law firm of Tom to fuck Fred <laughs> Swizzle. Uh, law firm.
1: <laughs> Give us a call. If Fred starts going by Fred Swizzle, I'm going to be so honored. I can't even stand it. Anyway. M-
2: Mrs. DeFuck and Mrs. Swizzle ought to be so <laughs> proud of their husbands. They've really achieved, uh, accomplished some
1: things. Uh, source told page six at the time that they were just friends hanging out, but days later, an insider said Kim was intrigued by Davidson. Can I float a theory? Oh, God. Can I get through this freaking story? For oh, yeah, yeah, Christ's sake. No, I'm going
2: to float my theory. Fine. Skinny guys have huge wangs. Um. No, it's true. I've yeah. watched, uh, weirdly, I've watched enough porn. I mean, if you want to see a hot chick, there's a guy in there. So I don't think I'm, like,
1: Why do you think I always dated skinny skater dudes? Dude, it's true. They
2: have huge, abnormally large wangs. So there could be that.
1: Or maybe it just looks bigger because they're skinny. No, I don't think so.
2: It could be a thing. I don't know. I might be wrong. But there's, like, a trend. Like a porn uh, trend.
1: (laughs) Oh. Good luck on your research today, folks. (laughs) Well, you're coming with.
2: (laughs) We are going to the library. No, go ahead. Who else has he dated? I mean, does he have a track record? of?
1: Uh, wasn't he with Ariana Han or one I mean, of them? I think i
2: uh, uh, I think I date Kim Kardashian. I don't care how stupid. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I would. Let yeah. Her, I think I'd let her jet pick me up in Madison and take me to L.A.
1: I'd do anything she told me to do. Yeah, I probably
2: would. Uh, just...
1: Pete Davidson's past girlfriends. Uh, Carly, someone or other successful guys, Ariana Grande. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Kate back in sale. He
2: looked healthier with Adriana. Um, uh, successful men have a lot going for them. I'll say that.
1: What would you know?
2: (laughs) Were you looking at me? Wow. There's only two of us in here. Wow. There's a shot. Well, you can
1: count to two. We got that.
2: There's a shot.
1: All right. Anyway, Kanye, or I'm sorry, Yee, uh, upset about photos that went viral of Pete and Kim holding hands on a roller coaster. Oh. So get ready for him to go off the frickin' rails. Yep. Good thing him and Marilyn Manson and Bieber are hanging out. Didn't some he have
2: a drinking support system?
1: Pete Davidson? Yeah. I feel looked... like he had a substance problem of uh, some yeah, sort. Yeah, something. Thought... And some depression issues. I Remember, he... he had like vague suicide threats he... on Instas. I
2: thought he checked himself in for 10 Yeah, minutes.
1: I think he's, yeah, I think he has uh, some mental health problems. Which, who the hell doesn't? Um, anyway, okay, now, uh, update on this pizza Thursday. Remember I had, and maybe you don't remember, uh, the story in the sound lounge with Dad uh, about the guy, uh, Adrian Shan, complained about the ketchup bottle at a pizza hut because mm. it said shake, squeeze, and skirt, squirt. Squirt. Have another cocktail, asshole.
2: I think I will. (laughs) I think I'll sit back and relax.
1: Anyway, uh, he wanted an apology from Pizza Hut because he said that uh, it it had sexual connotations. It sounded like an app for swingers um, just because the damn ketchup bottle said shake, squeeze, and squirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Pizza Hut uh, did apologize to him, and buckling that I never saw coming. What I know, Uh, I can only apologize if you were caused any offense or upset on your recent visit to our hut. Please know, it is not our intention to make any of our guests feel uncomfortable. The wording on our ketchup is not meant to cause offense, and sorry if it was interpreted this way. That
2: was like a low-level staffer apology.
1: Yeah, maybe. This has been the labeling of all ketchup bottles in a restaurant for some time now. <laughs> I can only apologize I, if it's impacted the enjoyment of your meal. It's you
2: know. a Tic Tac uh, person trying to get famous.
1: Dude, TikTok.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I would have said go F yourself.
1: Oh, yeah. I would have said go F yourself in 14 different languages to him. Because I'm a cultured bitch. <laughs> Anywho. W-
2: there would be a logo. You know the NBA logo? Uh, is that Rick Berry? You know, with a profile. I don't know. Kind of a logo of a guy grabbing his junk in a profile that corporate can send out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, watch this. Like, like a side me, of me gra- your wiener away. <laughs> grabbing my junk. <laughs> Does that convey that F off?
1: Sure. You wouldn't know, a more your... effective logo just be the middle finger? Or, or that. <laughs> It's a brainstorming session. It's fine. No ideas are yeah, like bad ideas. Whatever
2: uh Tom the fuck comes in, my my sweatpants come off. I might be wrong. I don't know.
1: Leave Tom the fuck out of this. <laughs> well
2: Okay. He, he's married. It's not weird. Um for, for now. Oh God.
1: Can I shut your mic off? Is there any way I can do that? <laughs>
2: Uh, no. I'm
1: trying to help you. This is the
2: beauty of me
1: being in charge. You're powerless. Help me help you. Of course, you can
2: always walk away and never come back. (laughs) We got that going for us.
1: Okay, so remember the guy from Papa John's?
2: Oh my God, this is the longest pizza newscast ever.
1: (laughs) Well, I told you I needed content.
2: Who's the, what's up?
1: Remember the Papa John's guy uh, Schnatter Mm -mm. that dropped the N bomb at the staff meeting, Mm. right? And the original
2: the owner, yeah, the The original guy,
1: greasy, sweaty guy.
2: Yeah, always. uh, Yeah, right. Always
1: had a sheen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very uncomfortable. Right. Well, he's on the TikTok machine and he's uh I guess it says here showing off his vast wealth on TikTok.
2: I feel like Shaq is gonna buy the whole company and just be done with it.
1: Oh, that would be great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so uh, he recently bragged about trying uh testing eight hundred Papa John's pizzas in eighteen months.
2: Wait a minute. Is he still on the like a minority owner?
1: I don't know if he's still the my mi- I
2: thought they think- Kicked his ass. I thought out of he there. was
1: all the way gone.
2: Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Unless he's got some claws. Or
1: like a small percentage of stock still or something. Right. Um, yeah, because I mean he had that 2014 sexual harassment suit, um, and then the big old N bomb. But he did tell that uh what's the news network the o-a-n-n that he's been trying to get the n-word out of his vocabulary (laughs) good for you dude good for you my chihuahua
2: is it that hard
1: but if you want to see i mean you know he's supposedly a victim uh quote quote, unquote of cancel culture but he's still got 500 mil in the bank personal helicopter oh yeah you know
2: i saw his house it's impressive
1: oh yeah so i mean i would not shed a tear for him
2: just makes me pine for Pizza Pit. How many pizza pits have we got left open? I ask you this every time.
1: I don't know. There's a pizza pit out in Lake Mills.
2: The what? W- uh yeah, I know there's a few.
1: Hang on. There's a there's a bunch.
2: So much pizza in this town.
1: There's so much pizza to choose from. I can't even with it. I mean it's But
2: it's great.
1: You could try different pizza all the time. Uh Near East, East, Far East, Monona, Cottage Grove, and McFarley Wood. Oh my god, that was whiskey. Anywho. Ah, uh, there you go. Happy Pizza Thursday. Slam um, in your new salmon IBH. How
2: much I want pizza right now.
1: Stop gazing at me like that. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> so look,
2: I feel like I've drank enough that you look like a giant slice of pepperoni.
1: I'll show you some pepperonis. That's
2: not on the menu. At Pizza Pit,
1: it's sure Uh I uh,
2: I plugged Rockies the other day. I hadn't had a Rockies in a year. Yeah, I was in a uh, Delafield and we had a Rockies. I will uh, repeat my grievance: they didn't have cheese, the the cup of cheese with the breadsticks. And if Rockies wants to get back on a good tip, they got to have that as an option. We we had to have our DoorDash guy drop. Uh, stop a quick trip to get us cheese. And I'm telling you, dude, that is something I'm going to air out. And I, the pizza was, I, forg- I forget how great Rocky's is. That sausage is yeah. the heavenly sausage. From the hand of God's knife, that
0: sausage is cut.
1: <laughs> Just stop talking.
0: <laughs> what a complete waste of cyberspace. The JJO Morning Show Podcast.
1: Workman's Relief, for whatever the job throw is at you. Like THC products derived from legal hemp to help you relax after a long day. Or just chill over the weekend. No need to drive out of state to get your THC products. Order yours at workmansrelief.com.
0: Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. You know, uh, we're here with Trixie and be. our pick six Tom, our, 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 our,
2: our Tom, the fuck, was telling me an interesting story on how uh, Youngblood was born. Give me the two-minute version of that.
4: So uh, Billy, who's one of my partners and Mm -hmm. I, Billy had been in beer sales for a long time. I'd been serving his beer for a long time. Uh, He was kind of disillusioned with selling other people's beer and wanted to— You know, he was basically complaining to me at uh, over cigars and drinks at Maduro, which is just literally on the backside. I mean, if we exit our alley, we can see their door. They were bar downtown. Uh, It's amazing. So we were just kind of like having drinks, having some cigars. And he goes, Man, I just, I don't know how much longer I can sell other people's beer for. And uh, I was like, What do you want to do? He's like, I think I want to start a brewery. And I said, So are we, you want to start a brewery? And those are like famous last words because we, you know, we were like, Four or five drinks in right, at that right, point. Right, 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 right. The, the, the how much of you the got? Twenty-two dollars. How much you got? That's how yeah,
0: a good much. ideas start, though.
4: <laughs> it, well, we woke up the next day and it was like, "Are we doing this? Okay, let's. Here we go. We signed so a contract with each other. We're, we're all, all we're, started one night at Maduro. Oh, that's
2: so cool, dude. So cool. Last time I, I had a chili vodka. Last time I was down there smoking a stogie, I had never had a chili vodka before. It was they make really good
4: cocktails down there. They do. They're They're doing a good job. It's such an OG place. I mean, it's such an awesome spot. Get yourself
5: a Romeo Petite and a chili vodka. (laughs)
4: <laughs> uh, what, Fred, what are you doing over there? You're getting
2: crazy. So right? we're
5: just uh, – it goes to show, and Tom and I have talked about this numerous times, it goes to show that you can do something as simple as re-garnish a cocktail and change it completely. So what I've just built for you is a gin and tonic, garnish the way that we would garnish. And, again, it's kind of a throwback. People, if you, the minute you explain why you would put orange and mint as your garnish in our gin and tonic with the Death Gin – Death's Door Gin only has, uh, obviously, juniper, but it's also got coriander and fennel. And Blue Moon did one thing for the world, which was show people that if you had coriander in your beer, you garnished with that orange slice. Orange helps you find the orange notes of coriander that come out, and the mint helps you find the cooling parts of fennel. And that fennel comes in at the very end and it cools it out. And it's one of those, if you put this in a tall Collins glass and you push it across the bar, it's one of the sexiest drinks out there just because of the way it's garnished.
1: Oh, the sexy factor is huge. How do you feel about this cocktail? I
4: completely agree. I think people overlook garnish sometimes. It's just like it works aesthetically, but the best garnish is like make you want to drink it because it looks good, but then also aromatically help you bring out different things in the in the 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 cocktail and Fred I mean exactly it's like they know how to do this or something. It's like we're uh, um, <laughs> experienced. It's like we're experienced. But it, it's totally right. I mean, those those notes that are in the gin are completely accentuated by these, you know, the, the, the garnish in here. Yeah. And, and garnishing clear cocktails is difficult for some sometimes because you have to do something more because there's nothing going on in the drink. There's so nothing to paint on. It's really nice. So. As We're,
2: opposed to putting a mini cheeseburger
4: on a stick in a Bloody, <laughs> Bloody Mary, Mary yeah, exactly. it's a different class. <laughs> that
5: is Do you the have burner. one,
4: <laughs> bartender? There is a Bloody Mary in my burger. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, wonderful. I never in a million years would have put an orange in here, but right. you're right. You do, you get all those tones yep. coming through. Yep. And you saying the blue moon thing, that's, I mean, I can't believe I never it's, connected it's the the way dots. That,
5: it, that people understand it because yeah. it's the one thing that's ubiquitous in our culture when it comes to garnishing beer. Right. So, sure. I mean, even at the Mallards baseball game, they'll stick an, if they have blue moon that year, they'll stick an orange on yeah. it. So it's, it's real simple, it's straightforward. It gets people back to a mindset and it kind of puts, a, it gets you a base note. Yeah,
3: I don't like gin and tonics, but I can drink this. This is just a different. It's not, and you know, it's kind of funny because I do love that lime. I'm a lime fan, so you would think I would be like a gin and tonic lime person. Um, but this this does just bring up a whole new thing, and that mint and orange together. That might be something I start experimenting with a little bit more. That's Tom, Tom I never put those two together before.
5: Tom mentioned honey as a as a as a thing that it would kind of uh, be your go to if if you had a con- concern about getting there. Mint is one of those garnishes that you can put in a lot of things and garnish with mint and bring that cocktail right back around. The next really? cocktail that we're going to make also has mint as a garnish. So yeah, it's one of those beautiful too. It's, it's just... one of those rounder uh, rounding notes. Plus, everybody has it growing wild in their yard in yeah. many cases. <laughs> <Totally>. No kidding. <laughs>
3: It's like the best weed ever. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. oh, You're very right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Uh yeah, I just I'm with Trixie. We're the same way with Jen. These are uh these in a can changes everything. It really does if she hands me another one. Oh, we're toasting, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know, dude. You're so rude. Well, dude, I, I don't want to spill it on this. I've been through that before. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I have a bottle of gin at home. I'm. Uh, I'm. I, I realize I will drink anything. I think I'm just. I think I'm just right back where I was before. Was
3: that new information? No. No,
2: but gin was not my sweet spot. But yeah. the way this is just changes my whole outlook on gin. Beautiful.
5: The love crazy it. part about gin, and there's there's almost 600 skews uh, in the U.K. of gins, and the spectrum is immense. If the only definitional quality of gin is it has to have juniper, there are so many uh, gins that skew so far to one side of the spectrum that they're closer to flavored vodka mm-hmm. than they are a typical London dry that people will tell you unequivocally they love or hate. So in there is a gin that almost every that everybody will find a spot for themselves yeah. in, the yep. gin highway.
2: You That's ain't got to sneak your dad's true. beef eater.
5: Uh, true out of the closet Close. <laughs> uh
2: okay there you go tricks are you leaving us no oh cool what uh, what's our next move
3: um limousine rye whiskey um i'm a big bourbon on the rocks person and i will do whiskey once in a while but it's got to have the flavor behind it um and this limousine rye that um dancing goat does is pretty on point are we
5: saying that right
3: it- limousine rye
5: we say limousine because it's really hard to sell limousine in Wisconsin <laughs> because we sound douchebag-ish.
3: Yeah, we do, don't we? Douchebag-ish. Douch it's the French
4: pronunciation. douchebag
3: But um, you know, that rye factor in here, just um, it still equates to me, me that I can still pour this on the rocks and make a really good sipper and enjoy it. I mean, I just really like the flavors in here. The rye isn't super overpowering, right. which oftentimes can, like... Ruin it because it's like that aftertaste that never goes away. But the balance in this one is just on point.
5: We are super excited with um, what's going on now at the uh, at the GOAT. We uh, By the end of the year, we'll have five stills in operation. We built the first rickhouse uh, outside of Kentucky, a true Kentucky rick outside of uh, Kentucky. First one ever built. Uh, we're literally building Little Kentucky and Little Cambridge. So we're super excited to get people back out once things open up even a little bit more. And then, one of the cool things back to Gin is we're building the first Gin Academy Anywhere in the United States where you sign up for a gin class, we've got sixteen little Portuguese Pitch. copper pot
2: stills. We're going back to college. Yeah, we, I know. We refer
5: to them as like little one hitters, and we will two and a half hours later, you leave with the gin you just made. Whoa! We teach you how to. We teach you safety. We teach you how to distill. We help you build your recipe. We take all the lavender that you think you want to put into your gin off the table <laughs> because it's way too much lavender, and then we'll uh, we'll proof that down while we uh, have a cocktail, and you'll leave with the gin you just made.
3: Every Can feel so hoity toity. That's great. Like, they get a little like say in what they're drinking and like experience with it. Then they get to go to their friends and be like, Yep, I know what I'm talking about.
5: Know what I'm talking about. Built this, made it. So, you will actually save it in a database so that uh, people, if they really like their gin, and we don't want you to walk away with a bad gin. So, we're going to help you with your recipe. Um, And then you'll be able to call us back and say, You know, we want you to make us six more bottles for Christmas presents. That's
4: so fun. It's such a cool idea. It's so like, I feel like. Those experiential things these days are are they just it just adds a different element to going out and experiencing something. We
5: have built a cross between a science lab and a Willy Wonka factory out in Cambridge, where we want people to turn corners and have uh, WTF moments, where it's that whole notion of what goes on behind that wall. Yeah, what's. Why is that backlit? What is the story in there? How do I get into that room? We want all of those moments to be a place where people experience. So that 20- and 30-year-old new drinker is not looking to sit on bar stools as much as my generation did. They're looking for experiences, and they're looking to include a bunch of knowledge when they leave somewhere. Totally. So what we've got now is our house cocktail. Uh, it's a limousine maple smash, limousine rye maple smash. So it's got three ingredients, one garnish. Uh, the garnish is mint. Again, as previously referenced, it's got limousine rye. It's got our own barrel aged maple syrup. Uh, that maple syrup comes from uh, family land that was up is up near Shawano, and then fresh lemon juice. So that is kind of a typical smash. Where you've got that acidity, with that back uh, that's uh, balanced with the sweetness, and that is a cocktail. People, because they think it's maple syrup, it's only a fall cocktail, but that lemon juice brings it right back into that yep. summer kind of component. So that's uh, that's our cocktail.
1: It's awesome. Um, the syrup, first of all, is my child's favorite syrup. Mm-hmm. He will not go back to having regular old syrup.
5: It's so good.
1: <laughs> so sophisticated palate. I don't know. Yay.
5: <laughs> uh, no idea yes. where
1: we're headed with that the
2: pearl milling company is sad to hear that <laughs>
1: uh but <it's, laughs> uh fantastic cocktail i do i love the limousine rye we we actually drink it on the rocks at our house sometimes not on the rocks depending on what time of night it is and how mm-hmm. i'm feeling uh but yeah just a, a wonderful uh cocktail overall and I I do like, I, it feels fall to me. I know you say with the lemon mm-hmm. it can come back around, but having that maple in there, that always cues fall for me for some reason. So sure. Perfect cocktail.
5: One of the things with our maple syrup is that, and I think Nick would argue uh, that that is the thing he's probably most proud of that he's ever made because he got it in a cocktailer's mentality. He got the viscosity right. It integrates. You could I made this cocktail this morning, which is hilarious because my wife just walks out and she walks into the kitchen, and I'm making cocktails at 5 in the morning. She just shakes her head and keeps walking. Is grabs a cup of you? coffee and goes and takes a shower. <laughs> is there a bachelor
4: so, game this morning? So, <laughs> so. Sounds like she's, this is not the first time no, this has happened. No, yeah, no, yeah. not
5: the first time this has happened. There's a lot of times where I'm still up making cocktails at 5, and she passes me in the kitchen. But the, the thing is the viscosity. Again, right. it's that viscosity for cocktailers where you nailed it, and it stays integrated in the cocktail throughout the entire drink. So yeah. I, mean, I made this an hour and a half ago, and that is still... It's It's wonderful. Solution. It's wonderful. You
4: know, the thing that I really like about it is the body, right. And that's what maple syrup. That's what honey yeah. does. Um you've got a you know the, a nice touch of acidity from the uh, from the lemon, obviously, you know the the limousine rye still comes through really nicely. but then it adds a different weight, a different like right. body element to it that is just so great with the with the lemon. It's refreshing, but still, is substantial, so
5: and that's awesome. why we finished with this because we're in a different uh, we're in a different weight issue and a different conversation to those gin cocktails because they didn't have that. Um, and one of the things that some of us who are uh, gin people, uh, I drink those too fast. Um, the way the way slows right. me down a little bit because the the mouth Word. People, So it get it get those gin cocktails are, they go down too quick sometimes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh,
2: I don't know, mine are both gone at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, delicious. It's a beautiful cocktail. Uh, you guys, thank you. When, when, those gin classes, mm-hmm. uh, what's the schedule and how can people investigate? We are,
5: uh, and we make no bones about it. We're going to run it ourselves through. I'm literally the only person that's in the employee of dancing goat that's ever talked before. So we've got to get our pacing down. We got to get mm-hmm. our patter down. Um, we're going to run ourselves through, uh, classes. We're going to, then we're going to take all of the tradespeople that have helped us build this building and we're going to have them and their spouses run through and then we'll start, uh, assigning people up, uh, sometime in spring. So one of the things that I know Trixie wanted to ask me was about the other piece in Cambridge that we built that we want people to come out and see.
3: Yeah, um, you've got a new facility. I mean, like, holy cats. Like, you're, are you? is it going to be a tasting room facility? Or are you just going to be creating your mixology and brewery stuff there? Or... You know, how is that working right now?
5: So, we've got five stills, as I mentioned. Five stills will be in production by the end of the year. So, we've got uh, the Death Store hybrid uh, Carl Pot, uh, hybrid column pot still that we're making just the gin oh, cool. on. We've got a little pot still, which was our initial uh, whiskey run. We've got our first column still. We've got a stripping column still that we got from Death Store. And then we just bought a brand new 18 inch Vendome column that we'll take delivery with at the end of October, which will put our. Uh, our capacity at about 5,000 barrels a year of whiskey um, alone, and then we'll still have all the other places to play. So, oh, wow. We also built the first rickhouse outside of Kentucky, built by the Music family that's built all of the big Kentucky, Tennessee ricks uh, for three generations now. Um, they came up and wanted to build with us because our first 7,800-barrel rick was really cute, quote, really cute and really small. And we've never built one this tiny before. So, for everyone
3: out there, so there's Somebody. a lot of people out there that don't know what a Rick House yep. is. Yep. Tell me more so about that. So, a Rick that. House
5: is that, uh, so we'll be able to actually tell people what actual terroir is in, in whiskey because we're not going to be aging it in a warehouse. It's not going to be a pole barn. It's not going to be in a physically closed facility. So, we're using Wisconsin grains as much as possible. We are going to then age it in a Wisconsin climate. And what that means is that building has. No heating it has no cooling it has no fire suppression inexplicably and the windows are open from april to october to get that circulation of air through those barrels so all that uh, all that liquid will go deep into the wood of those barrels during the hotter months and then completely come out during the cold months so that interplay of wood to whi- to spirit is what gets you that gorgeous whiskey. So we are doing exactly what they've done for centuries in Ireland and uh, Scotland and what they've done for centuries again in Kentucky and Tennessee.
3: This is why science is awesome.
5: Science is awesome, absolutely. Like Mr. Right there. Quarterback of the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Believe Get it together. Science.
3: science gives us tasty cocktails homeopathic and it actually allows whiskey. you to play the game. <laughs> science! Science. I love it. (laughs)
0: Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show podcast.
1: Workman's Relief for whatever the job throws at you. Like THC products derived from legal hemp to help you relax after a long day. Or just chill over the weekend. No need to drive out of state to get your THC products. Order yours at workmansrelief.com.
0: Get up. With Johnny and D, J.J.O. O. Wait. Drop them out. Let me see them titties gonna take along with those T going biddies. There Those
2: looking Not Not okay. Not Aranda. Not Paul Rogers. Not free. Not Lord's Holiday. But close enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh I gotta tell you, uh, Hulu is going to do a documentary. I love these documentaries.
1: I do too. What do
2: you think the next big Hulu documentary is going to be about? Um I can I guess I guess I saw it coming. I guess it's time. Next big The next big documentary. Um it's going to be on uh,
1: what do you think uh, it's going to Uh Pete Davidson's lovers.
2: Now, good guess. Remember when Janet Jackson's nipple came out during the Super Bowl halftime?
1: I'll never forget it, John. In
2: 2004. <laughs> oh. That means I'm almost 30. Shut up. The Super Bowl halftime shocked audiences. Justin Timberlake ripped open half of Janet Jackson's uh, top to expose uh, a, a, a pierced nipple.
1: Uh, right. Wasn't it a nipple shield?
2: Yep. It was a moment that made pop culture history, put the team wardrobe malfunction in a common veneck, and sent certain sects of the population into an uproar. Not at my house. That was like lubing up.
1: What's the What's the Larry the Camel guy line? I never tra- craved chocolate milk so bad in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it.
2: My grandma. I love trying to do an impression of him. My grandma just went on medical marijuana, meals for wheels out in the front of her house eight times a day. <laughs> See, it's hard to do. Uh, uh, anyways, it, it, it was weird because Janet seems to be the one that caught hell. Right. Not Justin Timberlake. So the topic explored, that topic and more explored, in-depth subject, upcoming episode, uh, FX and Hulu. It's called... Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. And uh I have rewatched the nipple scene five hundred times. It was actually a good show. Uh Kid Rock and, and it was kind of like that the greatest hits type thing. Oh, here it comes. Uh, and boom. Wow. I mean, Literally less than a second. Is that fair? I mean, it, once, I cannot one,
1: believe the uproar. One second. Well, but then again, I couldn't believe the uproar. The bigger problem for, I think,
2: the majority of Moral America was the shape of the boob, not just the fact there was a shield. Because if, if you literally watch that in real time, that shield happens so fast, you don't see the shield, you see the shape of the boob. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yeah uh, that's what I'm talking about. Get in. Uh, uh, yeah, get in there. Uh, get
2: in. Uh, tell, me, tell Daddy how much you like his radio show. <laughs> tell Daddy. Uh, so it's going to be called Malfunction: The Dressing Down of Janet Jackson. And uh, where this is going to go: uh, the episode will feature rarely seen footage, interview some of the people who were manning like the this control. It's Pruder
1: film. We're going to have yeah, eight right. different angles of the titty. Got <laughs> <That> a nipple. <laughs> what
2: is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh other key figures include music industry insiders, cultural critics, and members of the Jackson family helping to paint a thorough portrait of the Fallout. And how Janet got dumped on. Yep. She did. Yep. He ripped. He did the ripping. She didn't do it. Um, I thought it was grossly unfair. Uh, uh, I thought Justin Timberlake laughed it off. He laughed it off on late night talk shows.
1: I thought she got thrown under the bus. And I
2: thought she got thrown under the bus and and was very much victimized.
1: Yep. 100%. Yeah. I'm worried that this documentary is going to dare I say it is going to make me not like Justin Timberlake as much.
2: Maybe. <sighs> Directed and produced by Jody Gomes, debuting November 19th. Mark that down, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, November
1: 19th. Okay. FX and Hulu. What do you think? Well, you know, I'm, I'm in, dude.
2: Oh, you nasty boys.
1: When the hell does the new Yellowstone start?
2: Uh, I think we're four days away. Oh, there was a exactly. picture of uh, Rip in a hot tub that I'm not going to say got me a little excited. Did it move a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a little bit. That's Whatever. nice.
1: November 7th is Yellowstone. I
2: mean, if I was gay, I guess I'd pick Rip. I don't know. I don't know how
1: that works. Well, Rip ain't going to pick you, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I got a bevy of cowboys out here. I'm good. <laughs> don't worry about that. Need your soft DJ.
2: Mm. So, uh, I, I, it's weird. I... I guess this is okay. I mean, it's okay from a, uh, a time stamp. Uh, I'm looking at it like, how much can you milk? <laughs> oh. How much can you milk what Justin Timberlake did to Janet Jackson? How much can you m- glean off of that?
1: Well, I don't know. I, I mean-
2: basically, it's people's opinion. We We see the documentary. We know what happened.
1: Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of details that I don't know about it. Just was it planned? Of the I time mean, frame, yeah, sure, right? Yeah. Sure.
2: Were there people backstage? Okay. Count down: three, two, one. He's going to rip. Well, it because
1: off. that'd be weird to wear a nipple shield if you weren't showing your nip.
2: Right, and I would think with the shield, it was staged. The fact that there was a nipple, 100%. a nipple shield on there yeah. to cover most of it up. So. Uh, And I'm trying to remember, uh, what was the FCC ruling on that? You'll have to help me out with that. Oh, my
1: God. They crucified Janet Jackson. That's why we haven't heard from her since. She's been drawn in quarters. I
2: guess the fallout for Janet, I guess, is a documentary in itself. And her, I don't know if it's a a fallout from that and trying to get her career back. I don't know.
1: Dude, (laughs) it's just a titty. I know. I, I cannot get over yeah. these weird—the uh, fear of nakedness in this country.
0: Yeah, we—what uh,
1: what am I going to tell my kids? Yeah,
2: we're not Europe. Oh, I dude. know,
1: dude. You talk to people. There's a, a, a Russian lady at the barn, and she uh, she talks all the time about how prude we are over here. She's like, you go to Europe, and there's just titties hanging out everywhere. I mean, if
2: it was a wardrobe malfunction, that titty would have popped out by itself. Justin right. would have reached over and pulled it off. Now I'm not saying they weren't both on board with it; they were clearly totally because it was timed out and 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 synchronized. But she's the one. But she's the one that ultimately paid the price, right? And she, I've seen Janet Jackson in concert, dude. It will blow your mind. Yeah, totally cool.
1: Yeah, I've seen her twice. It.
2: You should. Well, she'll probably never tour again.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm watching that for sure. But I saw her in
2: like. 88 and 90 when she was prime
1: Oh dude was Whoa. that like ah. Rhythm Nation ah. mm-hmm. Good stuff That was a great record It's a
2: great record Good ballads on there Great I used dancer. to make up
1: dancing routines those Yeah songs. I don't blame
2: you How no. old were you in 88? Like 10? 7 <laughs>
1: That
2: makes me 30
1: Some of your math just don't add up John Well maybe this will add up Stop flexing You're going <laughs> to hurt yourself
2: I think I just cramped up Okay <laughs> The whiskey just
0: came home. <laughs> the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.